Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Equipped to Be Show with Connie Albers. Equipped to Be is a podcast dedicated to helping you discover and develop your unique strengths, gifts, and talents so you can apply them to all areas of life. So let's get ready to dive into how you are equipped to be. Welcome. We're doing another episode of Equipped to Be. I am super excited that you are here with me today. Today, we're going to talk about enough. I have had four conversations in two days about their struggle to feel like enough. And here's what God just showed me. It doesn't matter if you're a teenager, if you're a 20-something, if you're a 30-something, if you're in your 40s or 50s or 60s or 70s, I hear it from all ages, from all economic spectrums, from all family sizes, the struggle feeling like you're, you're doing enough. And, you know, I homeschooled my kids. And I talk about homeschooling because that's what we did. If I had my kids in, you know, private school, I'd talk probably more about private school. Education isn't the focus of this. But I have heard a lot of women talk about, you know, if I homeschool, then I felt like I wasn't doing enough to educate my kids. Oh man, I heard that for decades. I still hear it. What if I don't do enough? Then if you send your children to private school, maybe that's not the right private school. Maybe I'm not spending enough by giving them the best private school. Or maybe I'm making the wrong decision because I'm pulling the money out of our family's retirement to send my kids to private school. Maybe that's just not the right decision. Maybe I should be homeschooling them. Maybe I should be sending them to public school. And then I talk to my public school friends. I'll say, Maybe the public school is, isn't right. Maybe it's, it's not the best place for my children. Um, maybe they're going to get bullied or this is happening or that's happening. Maybe I should be sending them to private school. Maybe I should go get two jobs so that I can pay to send my kids to private school. Maybe I should homeschool them so I can, you know, teach them what I want to teach them. Maybe that's not the right thing. Do you see, no matter where we are, just in that one topic, how we can constantly be second-guessing ourselves. And that was the one conversation we kept talking about the other day with a friend of mine. And she just kept saying, you know, we second guess ourselves to death on everything, how much we spend on our groceries, how much we save on our groceries. Maybe if we're so too frugal, we second guess our frugalness because we're too much of a tightwad. Maybe I shouldn't be, maybe I shouldn't be this frugal. And if I'm a spendthrift, I shouldn't guess that. And I'm saying, yeah, it's probably if you're a spendthrift, maybe you should reconsider that one. But the struggle of not enough, whether that is put on you by other people because you're listening to what other people are whispering in your ear or posting on social media or that internal conversation that you have of second guessing myself as as a woman I, I should be smarter I should get another degree maybe I should step away from this maybe I should start doing that maybe maybe what if we can't live in the world of maybe and what if we can't live the life God's called us to live when we're constantly second guessing ourselves if God's given you the assignment, what you need to be asking is, how do you want me to do it? Then once you have a clear direction, set out and do it. And if, if it stops working, it's simple. Ask the Lord, which way do you want me to go now? Not, well, maybe I should have never done this. Man, people would never have gotten anything done if they could mitigate all risk, if they could 
know exactly how they were going to do it from step A to Z. I will tell you in all of my life, I don't think I've met anybody who had a clear set of plans and it went exactly according to plan from A to Z. Why? Oh, because that's just not the way life works. Illness happens. Financial shortfalls happen. Your spouse doesn't always think you've just come up with the next greatest idea. You don't have the support from your community or your family. So it's not about knowing your assignment. It's about second guessing yourself every step of the way. Why am I talking about this? I, I think I could rate pretty high on second guessing. I'm not a one. So those are that you are wondering. No, I'm not. I'm not a perfectionist and everything doesn't have to be perfect, but I want me to be perfect. I want me to do it right. I don't care what other people, if other people are messing up or doing it differently. Internally, the battle is in my head, right? And for some of you, it's in yours. And I'm constantly saying, asking the Lord, God has said, Connie, I want you to do this. For me, here's a great real life example. For those of you that are wondering, God called me to homeschool. I'm like, are you sure? I wanted an out clause. If it doesn't stop working, I want out. No shame, no guilt. It didn't stop working. It kept working. Here's where the second guessing was. I'm not smart enough. If my kids were going here, they would be further than what I could do. I can't get them far. I can't get them into adulthood successfully because I don't know what to do. There, I, I, I couldn't find the manual. <laughs> I, didn't know it. I didn't know how to raise a creative. I didn't know how to raise an artist. I didn't know how to raise an engineer. Or I, I didn't know. I didn't even really know how to cook. And, and my daughter laughs at me because I'll say she's a better cook than I am. That doesn't, that doesn't rock my world. I want my kids to be better at things than I am in their respective fields. I want them to be the best they can be in their respective field. So I'm not going to hold them back because because I may not be that great at it. And you shouldn't either. But I do, and I have, and I still do second guess. Maybe I should have done this. And I'll be honest with you. After homeschooling all five of my children, I mean, literally homeschooling actively for 21 years and staying in the movement for 29 years, I, I mean, I shaped policy. I was, I was on the legislative side. I wanted to make sure that it was legal. I wanted to make sure that parents were educated on what, that it's a job that they have to do. It's, it's not like you sit around and eat bonbons all day and that you don't do anything. You sit and play video games. It's, it's work. It's a job. But I, I second guess myself. Probably, well, here's the story. I would second guess myself and I would say I would probably call the private school every three months thinking I was failing at it and surely they would do better there. And I was hoping for like a three-quarter discount or a group enrollment. Like, you know, I'm, I'm sending you half a class. And so, you know, sure enough, I'd call the school and like, no, there's there's no, um, there's no tuition discount and we don't have group rates. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm hanging up the call. I'm like, bummer, I guess I'll do it again. And my husband says, I say I do it every three months. My husband says, I call it every Friday. Well, <laughs> probably somewhere in between is is the truth. But the reality was I, I second guess myself. See, I'm in the perspective now of homeschooled and graduated five kids and sent all five kids to, to college. And miraculously, and I say this in the most humble way, they all got caught, they all got academic scholarships from a woman who wasn't sure she could even teach kindergarten. And I was positive I wouldn't be able to do middle school or high school. But see, when you are faithful to show up, to listen to the marching orders and just take the next step, God's faithful and he'll meet you then. He will help you 
complete your assignment. Does that make sense? Whatever it is. Maybe you're involved in a person who's really good with details or systems. You're a person who is really good at research and development, whatever it is, whatever your calling is. Maybe you are homeschooling. Maybe you're only homeschooling for a year because you're moving or or maybe you just recently sent your kids to school or maybe you've turned the tassel for the last time. This, I promise you, you're going to wrestle with second guessing if you're thinking that you are somehow responsible for it all. Now, okay, some of you are going to say, oh, she just said, I'm not really responsible. Yes, you are responsible. But what I'm saying is, God lead, sink in. God's given you assignment. You're going to show up. You're going to do the best that you can. You're going to wonder if you're doing enough or doing it right or doing it well. But at the end of the day, I want you to lay your head on the pillow. Yes, some of you might be crying because you said things you shouldn't have said or whatever it is. I'm, I, you know, my mind's going to how many times I saturated a pillowcase. I doubted. I worried. I wonder. I second guess. But see, I'm in a position where I'm able to look back and give you a different view. It's not like I went stupid and I don't remember what it was like to have littles. You know, I had five kids in in seven years. I was having babies like a lot. I didn't forget what that's like. I know how hard it is to be sleep deprived, to constantly feel and, and be dealing with somebody's meltdown and temper tantrum or trying to get the laundry done. Oh my word, does the laundry ever stop? And just FYI, no, it doesn't. Matter of fact, that conference I started off and said I was just recently at... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I thought, you know, I'm super mom. I'm just going to throw this laundry in. Guess what? It was still in the washer when I came back four days later. You know, there was no laundry fairy to come along and say, oh, gee, she, let me see how I can help her and bump the laundry for her. No, nobody else used the washing machine. So it sat there. Some personality types, this is where it is important to know how God hardwired you. Some of you are going to wrestle a little more with that than others. Some of you is like, no big deal. Just rewash the laundry. No harm, no foul. This is where it is so helpful to know who we are, what causes us to stumble and face plant. And it's why it's so important for us to take our thoughts captive. We can all second guess ourselves to death and not get anywhere. And then when we do make a step and there's, you know, something does go awry, then we can beat ourselves up. Well, if only I would have researched more. If only this. Can't live in the world of what ifs live in the world of what's next. We make a wrong turn, guess what? We're able to turn the car around and get back on the right road. Am I simplifying it? No. But y'all, I've lived long enough to know I got derailed so many times, I can always course correct. Even in my relationships, yes. Even when my words didn't land into a tender place of somebody's heart, even when I didn't make the best decision. I made the best one I could at the time, but hindsight's twenty twenty. God's still a God of things out. And you have to believe that and you have to hold on to that. So as you're sitting there and you're folding the laundry or you're watching your kids fight and bicker about something trivial, you know, what game we're going to play or even what time we're going to go do something. And you're contemplating like all your mistakes or all your you know poor decisions or all the things you could have done or should have done or would have done. Can I just stop? Just take those thoughts captive and just ask the Lord, you know what? I'm going to show up today and I'm going to give it my best. I'm going to give it my best. I'm going to do whatever research I need to do the best that I can. Maybe not as good as my friend. And I'll just tell you right now, you know, my husband is an engineer. I don't know that I could ever top that in his field, Right. That's okay. Guess what I do? When I'm really stuck with something, who do I go to? Him. 
Because I know he's going to research it to the nth degree. He's going he's to look at it from a million different angles. And he's going to give me the precise, exact, probably foolproof way of tackling something. Is he perfect? No. But he's clearly got different gifts than me. So when I do start to second guess myself, I have friends that I can go to and say, hey, what do you think about this? Am I, am I off? Am I, am I doing the wrong thing here? And I want you to get to a place in your relationships with your children and your spouse and your colleagues and friendships where you become that person, where they know that you're that person they can bounce off ideas with, that you're going to give it to them gently but truthfully, that if they're second guessing, you're either going to talk them off the ledge or you're going to come and sit with them on the ledge and talk together. Does that make sense? So we wrap in this one up. Second guessing can be a major issue in our lives, in our, in everything that we do. It can paralyze us if we allow it. But that's a choice that we make. God's created you for a purpose on purpose. He's given you an assignment. You're going to do that assignment to the best of your ability. You're going to lay your head down at night and you're going to say, okay, Lord, this is what I did as I sleep. Just kind of make clear my instructions for tomorrow. You can find that in Job where God clearly said, while the men slept, God sealed their instruction. And I, I'll tell you right now, I go to bed often and I'll be like, God, I'm unsure. I'm uncertain. I can't figure out what the next step is. I can't. I, it's foggy. It's not clear. God, would you make it clear? Make it clear. And he will every single time. He'll make it clear. And if it's not very clear, then just wait. He will make it. Talk to a friend. Talk to your spouse. And there will come a point where those humans that you are raising, when they become adults and clarity isn't right in front of them, they come to you and they say, hey, I'm doubting myself. I'm second guessing everything that I'm doing, or I'm second guessing this, or I don't feel like I'm measuring up here. And you're able to share with experience and how experience plays into you living out and being the woman that God has made you to be or man that God has made you to be in every season of your life. Because God has equipped you with strength. God has equipped you with bravery. God has equipped you with confidence. But more importantly, God has equipped you to be a doer of his word. And he, he's going to tell you what you need to do to be able to do what he's told you to do. It's that simple, y'all. Share your comments with me. I'd love to hear your feedback. Until next time, have a great day. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equipped to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.